Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos. And is it safe to say that this was the craziest week in sports you've ever had? With the NFL deals that went on, with the insane first and second round of March Madness, this was the most wild week I've ever experienced in sports. I think the only sporting day that beats this week is the 94 Bronco chase. Oh, my God. But outside of that... It's a great call, dude. I wasn't even thinking about that. And that was one day. And that was one day. Is it crazy? Not, I mean, I know we have to talk about the news Stanley, Yeah, Stanley Cup. Yes. Uh, parade the, was going on. The Knicks playoffs. Game five of the w, of the NBA finals. Yes. What else was going on during then? Uh, was there a fight? Was there? I don't know. I'm not well equipped enough, considering I was a woomate at that point. Um, yeah, I know you're looking it up, and while you're looking it up, I want to give a shout out to our boys at BetOnline.ag, who facilitated a very fun weekend for me. It was fruitful. I went on BetOnline.ag, used the promo code Believe. That's what we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Who doesn't love Believe? If you don't love Believe, kick rocks. But also, if you don't love Believe, it's probably because you don't know it. So go check out Believe. Go check out BetOnline.ag. Believe, B L E A V. That's also the promo code at BetOnline.ag. So what did you find? What else was going on that fateful day? In 94. Yeah, so the game five of the NBA Finals, Rockets and the Knicks. Yep. We had the Rangers had just won the Stanley Cup. And yeah. they had their parade. The U.S. Open took place that day. Right. And also the World Cup kicked off. Wow. And everything was pushed to the side to watch O.J. Simpson make the run of his life. The drive of his life. Yeah, I was going with the football thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, it was technically a drive. But... Drive also works for football. I too. would say, from an individualistic standpoint, the things that we saw this past week March Madness, NFL signings, and we can get into more of them in our second segment mm-hmm. the craziest things and most impactful individual things have happened in the past week and a half. I couldn't agree more. Josh Fisher, Alexander DeSopolis, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Do you believe? Do not go anywhere. More great action coming for you guys. The Charity Stripe. We're back at it again with a nice white Vans. Uh, What NFL free agency was that? NFL trades was that? That was some of the most chaotic... It's the Rams, dude. I feel I feel like the Rams kind of NBA'd the NFL with the way they throw their picks around like candy on Halloween. The move they had made from upgrading Goff, who is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He may not be a top 16, top 15 starting quarterback, but he's a top 32 guy. You could start him in the NFL. They went to the Super Bowl with him, but they moved on from... The Browns pretty much did the same thing with Baker Mayfield just now with Deshaun Watson. Well... Let's hold on a second because the NBA super team creation did not start with the Miami Heat. No. It started with the Celtics? Yes. 
And can we say the Lakers maybe? Bringing in Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, Tavisol. Well, I guess it's not a super team. It's a no. super duo. But when did like... No. I'm trying to think. like When did that really happen outside of the draft? Guy going to another team. Like Clyde going to Houston. Chuck moving around. Like that was one of the biggest moves of the time. Him spurning the magic and going to the Lakers. That might have been the biggest free agency move in NBA history at the time. Just off the top of my head. But that, I guess, is not necessarily a super team of three or more guys joining together. 100% if well, you in that regard, the Celtics And, and not that. in the the player, the NBA player era. Yeah. Where these these guys are corroborating together to go to a specific place and play yeah. together to win a championship. That was not Shaq. Yes, of course. Part of the reasoning was he wanted to win a championship. But he wasn't going to L.A. for Kobe. No, he was going to L.A. for L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. He yeah. loves the limelight. He, he always the, has. He is the limelight. That's right. And so, so, but all that to say, we're talking about the Rams. Is this the? Was that the first time? Was that the first domino to fall? Or are we missing? We're missing because he had that Eagles team with like they had Vic. They brought in Namdi Asamoa. They were other deals they made. Vince Young was like their backup. We have like a super backup, and they thought that team was just going to absolutely run the table. Like they already had a good team in place. And it flopped. The Browns moving three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, who will play five-year, $230 million guaranteed contract, which is so much money. I don't, I'm not worried about him coming back. He'll be fine. He's had injuries in the past. You can't really balk at that, you know, because when he's playing, he is a top five, top seven quarterback, and you need that to win this day in the NFL, I believe. Now... I think the best part about the deal for the Browns, and I think both teams did well, that they didn't give up a player. It looked like the Falcons would have had to give up A.J. Terrell or the Saints would have had to give up like Eric McCoy, who was was a good starting offensive lineman. They're already going to lose Terran Armstead. Hypothetically, if the Panthers had been one of Deshaun's potential destinations, they probably would have had to give up a guy like Burns. Yeah, Brian Burns for sure, or or, or Brown, like one of the young D linemen, which they need. I don't think, I think it's a blessing in disguise for the Falcons and the Panthers. I think the best thing those two teams can do is just stay the course. That That was a move for the Browns because now Jarvis may come back. You'll have Cooper and Joku's there. People are glossing over the fact that maybe one of the best running back duos we've ever seen, at least we've ever seen, you know, which is kind of an under the radar thing to have this day and age. It's such a pass happy league, but having like a thunder slash lightning and a thunder slash lightning like those two guys are like when they're fully healthy and there were injury issues, especially with Hunt throughout the season. That's a dynamic duo. The line is good. You give up three firsts. Fine, but you don't give up any twos. So you could kind of get away with that, and you could kind of play the way the Rams have been, were playing, where they just mortgage the future, mortgage the mortgage, mortgage the future. The only issue with Cleveland, and I guess you're the Browns, and you were so bad for so long, and you cannot risk any more mediocrity. The AFC is a gauntlet. It is so lopsided. Like the AFC West could potentially send four teams to the playoffs, all four. It's like not. Well, what are the Browns supposed to do about that? You have to play to compete, but the Browns might still be the third best team in their division. I think they are. 
Ted Karras, Lyle Collins both go to the Bengals. Right. They haven't even spent the draft pick on an offensive lineman yet. They've almost fixed Well, the, the game plan line. for them was to do exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs did to bolster that offensive line. And they went and did that. But they did it. They, I mean, Orlando Brown's better than anybody they got. And so is Tooney. Tooney and Brown are better. But, and credit to... What's available, though? Yeah, but credit and credit to the Chiefs for, for drafting extremely well. Creed Humphrey's a great pick. Trey Smith's a great pick in the sixth round. But the Bengals haven't spent any draft capital yet. All that draft capital that was spent by the Chiefs, because they traded Orlando Brown for his first-round pick. They traded their first-round pick for Orlando Brown. So you spent a first, a second, and a sixth in the offensive line. The Bengals haven't done any of that yet. Granted, the caliber of player, again, is not what the Chiefs got, but the two offensive linemen are starting offensive linemen. They could still be there in the draft and draft an offensive lineman. And they should. They should. They could go to the Texans and be like, hey, you guys want another first-round pick for Laramie Tunsil? Okay, so you think that the Bengals are, at this point, a more superior team than the Browns are? For sure. Do you not? I think you have to, right? We haven't seen Deshaun Watson play a snap for the Browns. He hasn't played in a year. And we know, again, what kind of caliber quarterback he is. But the Bengals went to... They went to the Super Bowl. I mean, mm. that has to be taken into consideration. And then I think your other team is going to be the Ravens. Who, who are winning. They were 8-3 and three before Lamar went down. Right. They were the top team in the AFC. Numerous defensive injuries and offensive injuries as well. I've never seen a team get so tattered and torn in my entire life. They were riddled with injuries. Patriots are in trouble. I think. I'm, I'm not stoked about this because Miami's a tough out. The Bills are head and shoulders. Troy Palmalu better than us. You have those three teams in the AFC North. The AFC South is a joke. I think the Colts have a big question mark at quarterback they have to solve and solve fast. The AFC South is a joke, but the Titans were the best team in the AFC last year. I think, and they were the house of straw. Puff, puff, blow it down, dude. They were the best team in the AFC, but they weren't. What changed, though, for them? I don't... The only thing they added was... A receiver, Fine. There are clear, Robert Woods, who... Coming off a major injury, though. Sure, but Julio Jones didn't play last year. Very fair. And they have Derrick Henry. Who was hurt last year. Let's see how he does. Okay. I think they're good. I'm not saying they're bad, but they're, they're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. Well, the Texans play, stink on ice. The Jags stink on ice. The There's Patriots, no other division the Patriots, like that. In a, in a way, any AFC team is competing against the Titans, except if you're not within the division... You can't get those easy wins against the AFC South. So the Titans are getting one of those playoff spots. For sure. And these AFC West teams, if you think that all four of them can make it, which from a talent standpoint, I think there's no question that all four of them can make it. But you're vying for a certain amount of spots. The Patriots are in trouble. Yeah. Patriots are in trouble. They haven't done diddly squad, which I don't, I don't love, but I don't necessarily hate because we, I think we hit above our pay grade last year. Punched above our wage class. Punched above our weight class. Like I didn't think we were gonna make the playoffs going into last season. We maybe as a seventh team. We played really well, played great football. If we took a little step back, it'd be disappointing, but it wouldn't be shocking. I don't necessarily hate the move. I would be I would love for us to have a great draft and that not be the case. But I mean, like the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson, and I think they're the worst team in that division. And they went and signed Randy Gregory. Yeah. Like Chandler Jones with Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs. 
Like, that team already went to the playoffs as well. Already. They're already a playoff team, the Raiders. Yeah. With instability at the head coaching position. And they've given up the least amount of... They gave up less draft capital than the Broncos did to get Devontae Adams. And McDaniels is playing for keeps now. I think the Chiefs are still the best team in that division. They got they got Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, the Chargers, J.C. Jackson, and Khalil Mack. I've never seen, like... It's like all it's like an all-star team after all-star team over there. Like every game is going to be a slobber knocker, Tyson, you know, Mike Tyson heavyweight fight. It's Ollie Frazier every Sunday when those teams play each other. They're yeah. gonna be primed, they're gonna be flex primed. They had the every primetime weekend. And in that way, the Rams were the trendsetter because it's now it's not just one other team that's creating a quote unquote super team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're the Charity Stripe, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. March Madness coming at you guys in just a hot split sec. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. It's your free throws because they're free. Follow us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore underscore brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network. Go check it out. The top podcast network, the top content network out there if you like all things sports or just all things. We got everything for you. What you want, baby. We got all different kinds of flavors. Uh, March Madness. What in God's green earth was that? That was some of the another 15 seed back to back years of 15 seed goes to the Sweet 16. Kentucky, who we came on literally a week ago, and that was our pick. Both of our picks gut check reaction after Selection Sunday to win it all. We picked the wrong conference. We totally swift. We, we whiffed. Were, we were heavy SEC, huge SEC. One bracket I had Auburn. Kick rocks. You were like selling me the snake oil of Tennessee and I drank it up. Toast Malone. Hey, they dominated Longwood in that first round. They did that. I mean, that was it. The thing is this Michigan is literally that team that, like, oh, why are they in there? But people forget they were a top 10 ranked team to begin the season. And Dickinson's like a guy you can win with in, in the postseason. And, and that's just what happened. He was so dominant against Tennessee and they really didn't have an answer for him. 28 and 14 Chandler was great like fun to watch but they were just too big now Michigan has Villanova that's going to be an exciting matchup Villanova took that side of the brackets playing out nicely like I don't hate Michigan winning because they are a good fun basketball team I like that we get Houston's going to be a very tough test for Arizona Arizona got pushed to the brink by TCU Matherin drops 30 points but they go to OT they were almost the third one seed to lose in the opening weekend. Iowa, a team we had going far. I had them in the final four. A lot of people did. Some people had them winning. Bounced. First round. First round exit. Richmond Spiders. Who like barely made it. They had to win their conference to make it. Right. They would not have made it without that. The Arachnids. The Arachnids. And then they got <laughs> they they got beat handily Pumbled. By, by the Friars of Providence. Who you're not buying yet completely. Um well, they will play Kansas. That's in the Midwest region. It has nothing to do with the Friars. I just think that that Kansas team is very complete. Yeah, very complete. Our Longhorns, close but no cigar. There was a point where they went on Purdue. The Boilermakers went on a 20-0 run, and we didn't score the basketball for almost nine minutes. That was in the first half. We went into the halftime down by six. 
Well, later we tied the game at 50 points. 50-50. Yeah. I've never seen a team shoot so many free throws in my entire... Almost 50 free throws in a college game? Yeah, the free throw disparity was astounding. Can we... For it to only have... (laughs) For the Boilermakers to only have won by 10 points is kind of crazy considering they shot 46 free throws and the Longhorns attempted 12 free throws. That's... Can we see like these guys like betonline.ag accounts? The refs, I'm saying. Yeah. Can we check the receipts on that? You're obviously... Timmy Donahue? Completely lopsided in favor of the Boilermakers. It's a joke. However, I do think that that's what Purdue has had this entire season is they have an absolute matchup nightmare with a guy named Zach Eady, who's not a... He's he's not going to be a good NBA player. He's he, a college he basketball player, an NBA player. That's t- it's questionable. Probably not. I I wouldn't want him what on about my Travion Williams. He could be. He's a good rim runner. He's like and he's got good touch. Good touch. Great little little post hook. Good yes. little shimmy post hook. Uh, finishes well around the rim. He's all, he was also a matchup nightmare for us too. He, he drew well, a lot Longhorns of fouls. didn't have big men the entire season, and it looks like Trey Mitchell, the one big man that they did have, might be transferring somewhere else anyway yeah he's packing his bag he's done he's not coming back to 40 acres no they missed more free throws than we attempted they missed 13 free throws we attempted 12 that's embarrassing Jaden ivy is legit yeah let's talk a little bit about some of the the storylines of the tournament thus far obviously st peter's you know getting to the sweet 16 tremendous them as a 15 seed if you look at a picture of their gym online, it looks like it looks worse than most high school gyms. Uh, I mean, dude, I'm from I'm from the Northeast, Jersey City, New it's... Jersey. Like, what? and they're there in 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 Rhode Island. Did it? Uh, like, who's the dean of that? School? It wasn't Rhode Island. Who did it last year? It was uh, it was Abmis and Orba- O'Bannon. Who they would they played for Oral Roberts? Oral Roberts. Or you did it last year, which against like, Ohio State. It's a really cool story when that happens. But I think the more relevant thing to be talking about in a tournament like this is that star power really matters in basketball you keep we th- you need a three-point shooter you need some sort of floor general you need a guy a big who can rebound but you need to be able to hit your free throws but more importantly than anything you need a star player to win in the tournament go down the line every team that's won for the most part I'm sure somebody, you know, somebody didn't have a superstar. But most of them have had star college basketball players. Some teams multiple. If you look at that Florida team, they had three. And I, and I, to be honest, like I don't even necessarily mean star college players because the majority of teams that are still left have pro basketball players on their teams. Duke has five. Yeah. Keels is the worst of the five, I think. Yeah, but they've got five guys. That I would they... honestly, I think Griffin has great upside. I would mark it as Bunkero, sure. I think he's, I think he'll be the number one pick. He's the safest of the three. And quite frankly, if Purdue goes on a run and like happens to win this thing, it's going to be because of Ivy, as good as Williams is and as valuable as Edie is. And at that point, he's going to be in play for the number one pick. He just will be. You need sure. a great guard in the league. And the, whether he is John Morant or not, that's the comp he's drawing. And that's one of the hottest names in basketball. With his freak athleticism, his ability to—he can shoot the three like he, he iced us multiple times. His set shot is pretty good. 
And obviously he demands so much attention as a driver that he can create for his teammates. And that's one thing that Jaw does tremendously. What about Timmy? Is he like Luca Garza type? Like he'll make the end of Drew a bench. Drew Timmy? Yeah, make the end of a bench. I feel like he's... I no, feel like he's his mobility skill. is a, at a completely different level than Luca I'm not Garza's saying like skill set wise. I'm just saying like comp wise of like their value to an NBA team. Like Luca Garza's No, I, I think that the better comp in my opinion, if Drew can develop a really consistent three-point shot with his pivot foot ability, which is world-class. Unbelievable. I, he's a little bit more of a post player than this guy, but Kelly O has really created a role for himself in the he's NBA. He's more athletic than Kelly O. I don't know about that. Kelly O's, Kelly O's a pretty good athlete. But Kelly O is a better deep shooter than Timmy, no question. Kelly O's got a shot. Yeah, but I think that I think Timmy has the skills to develop that. I think he has great savvy as a passer. Yeah. And he's not a losing player. No winner. And he's also a good rim protector. I think that goes a long way for him. He's got great, as I mentioned, he's got great feet. His ability as a defensive anchor should be solid in the NBA. I think he's a good backup center. Mm -hmm. Jabari Smith is the first guy to have disappeared. He shot them out of that game. I respect it. He's your best player. He's got to come and take the shots. But he shot them out of that game. On paper, that team should have beat that Miami team. I guess. I, I mean, mean, they're look, good this offensively. Miami team's Isaiah really Wong is like, like, I guess they have that guy. Like, no one was talking about heading into the tournament. He's and he was like a quiet, like fifteen, you know, sixteen point per game score. Yeah. in the ACC. In a year, you're right. A year like this, when we were praising the parity going into the tournament, should we be surprised that Miami, a ten seed, Power Five conference, is playing an eleven seed Iowa State Power Five conference? No, we shouldn't. Which, by the way, both of those teams have the trump card. Isaiah Brockington, right. superstar with Iowa State, and Isaiah Wong, superstar with Miami. So we shouldn't be fully shocked. Here's the question. what One, one of those teams is going to the Elite Eight. So Miami or Iowa State's going to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Let's say Kansas gets popped by the Friars. Okay. Doubtful, but okay. Let's say, well, just for argument's sake. Hypothetically, yeah. Villanova gets popped. One of, let's say one of Villanova, Arizona gets popped. And then one of Gonzaga and Duke gets popped. And then one of UCLA. And I know we think UNC is a great team, but they're still an eight seed. Is that too much parity for the tournament, or do you like the kind of shock value that it brings? Do you eventually want to see it get to a point where most... Kind of, my point here kind of is that with these teams... Good programs. Outside, I mean, the crazy thing about Iowa State was what their record was last year. Do you know what it was? They had a losing record. Losing record doesn't even sniff how bad their record was last year. Train wreck. They, their, I believe their record last year was two, two years ago. Was horrible. It was that? two and twenty-two. What? Are you serious? I'm. 100% serious. I implore any sports documentarian to start making that story right now because that team is in the Sweet 16 and they were 2-22 last year. And they might go to the Elite Eight. Yeah. And if they see a Kansas team that they would play in the Big 12, and they've played multiple times, they might win nine, but not this game. Not tonight, boys. Herb Brooks. Like, Iowa State can go to the Final Four. That, any team can go to the Final Four except for St. Peter's. That has to be the most overlooked narrative and should be the front page of every sports media outlet everywhere right now. Yeah. Oh, that and St. If St. Peter's beats Purdue, 
then beats the winner of that's UNC. Not, that's not going to happen. And beats the winner of UNC UCLA. I will get not only a belly button piercing, but a belly button piercing of a peacock. I don't even know if that's possible. Sure. That would be the craziest thing. The Iowa State thing is what a flip. They barely made the tournament, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the crazy. It's just, it's. I need a little, I need it to calm down a little bit because I want to see the good games. I think UNC UCLA is going to be a good game. Well, we've already seen how many games have gone to overtime thus far. I mean, no, we've seen great games. Like San Francisco Murray State was was the slobber knocker. The, these that games, we didn't deserve, we're about to see we some really high quality college basketball. The Gonzaga Arkansas game is going to be good. Yeah. The Arizona Houston game, that's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. Texas Tech Duke, good. Game. That's a great. That's gonna be a high offense. Michigan Villanova could I be good. I don't know yet. Kansas Providence. I don't know yet. UNC UCLA could be the game of the tournament. Gonna be an awesome game. Could I mean be. UNC. Yeah, if they still have gas left in the tank. Yeah. After that crazy game against Baylor. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. And we're gonna give you our picks in the next segment. We're the Charity Stripe, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. B L E A V. We'll be right back. We're back once again. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos here. More March Madness talk coming at you. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. Go check out all kinds of podcasts at our site. It's really awesome stuff. If you, any team you like, we got it. Any hobby you like, we got it. You like scripted podcasts? We got that too. Plus, awesome video content. So go check out our YouTube. Do go, you like drunk knitting? I, I there's like a podcast drunk. for that. I've never knitted before. Actually, that's a lie. I did in uh, home and careers in middle school, but I was booted. Home ec. You home, home ec. ec. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I saw my home ec. You don't know what I'm about to say, but I saw my home ec teacher during college. Maybe my sophomore year of college, I was home. I saw her at a bagel shop on Long Island. She looked like she saw a ghost. She was surprised I was still with us. <laughs> That's how bad I was as a 13-year-old. What a comeback by me. Yeah. Major comeback. Almost Huge. as good of a comeback as the Baylor. Was that Baylor comeback one of the craziest comebacks you've ever seen? Because it didn't do no, it. No, it, it, it wasn't because Manic, yeah. who was scorched earth on fire for the UNC Tar Heels, Got ejected because he flailed his elbow into another rebounder's face. He wasn't looking at him. It wasn't intentional. So I don't know if that should have been an ejection. But he was ejected. And because he was not on the court, depth, something we've already talked about, is incredibly important in you March Madness. Be doing and that, that UNC team, as good as they are, they're not incredibly deep. No. And so, no, I was not surprised because Scott Drew is a tremendous coach. And that press was intense. It's the best, it was the best press I've ever seen run in my entire life. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So I was turn- getting I was getting anxious for the inbounder. Caleb Love, their point guard, their he floor general, out. and he was having a bad game to begin with. Right. Baycott's a beast. Yeah, I think RJ gonna- Davis, their their guard that normally is supplementing Caleb Love, stepped up. Big Scorched time. Earth. Yeah. What is that what is that movie that he's in in Tropic Thunder? Scorcher. Scorcher? Yeah. Yeah, is Tropic Thunder a top five comedy of all time? Probably no, it's not. Step Brothers or Tropic Thunder? Step Brothers. Super bad over all of them. Yes. Hangover all over all of them, not including Super Bad. Super Bad number one, right? 
in my in my mind, Super Bad is number one. I think you also have to. I mean, you got to take a glance at some of the Sandman's movies. I don't think he's. I don't think his peak is as good as Farrell's peak. I'll throw Wedding Crashers over any Sandman movie. Really? Even yeah. you're not going to put Billy Madison. Billy Madison in there. Billy Madison puts up a tough fight for sure. They referenced Jackie Moon during one of the games, like he was a household name. <laughs> Who did? One of the announcers during like the I think it was Nova Ohio State. These guys are dressed as like in full Flint Tropics jerseys, and they go, oh, "I got a couple of Jackie Moons in the stands." Like they Jackie Moon is a household name. Like he was like exactly like a normal, but he was a real basketball player. The Golden State Warriors brought Will Ferrell dressed as Jackie Moon onto their court and had him do like a whole pregame situation where he was like playing basketball with Clay Thompson. Well, Clay's dressed as him before. Okay. Is that better than any of the sand? Is that better than Billy Madison? Semi-pro? I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. I love a good basketball movie, but that's not, it's definitely not my favorite basketball movie. It's not my favorite Will Ferrell movie. It's not, it's probably your not favorite, my. Is your favorite basketball movie Hoosiers as well? No, or you do not like what you're one of the two. You don't. Hoosiers like. is good. Okay, it's not my Hoosiers is a seven point five out of ten. White man can't jump. I love white man can't jump. You know our buddy Brandon who loves basketball has never seen white man can't jump, and or Star Wars or Harry Potter. Or that's Lord I, of the Rings. that's ironic. What well, those other ones we need to talk about with him personally? Yes, that is ironic though because I've dunk. played basketball with Brandon on the Venice courts where white man can't jump was filmed. And he can jump for a white guy. Yeah, he's got good hops. He's a little taller. Is he a, is he taller than me? Right, or like a little bit, or same height? Tomato, tomato. Do you need, do you need this one? No, I don't. I don't. No, no, no. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't know. I okay. couldn't couldn't call it. I don't need that. I don't. I've never asked for that. I'm not a height asker. I, I'm for asking. If you no, need I don't it. need that. I I need. Hey, I could jump over so and so. Yes. You, Josh, for the listeners, Josh claims to be able to easily clear. Pretty much every person he walks by. That's not true. I could two hand shovey clear a few people, and there's been a couple people I've seen on the street, like a couple like of our girlfriends who are like five foot, that couple adult beverages in my system, little liquid courage, the adrenaline. You mean, but you mean like you mean like dunk contest clear? You mean like split your legs, jump over them? Oh yeah. But I think really, like I'm saying that, and I'm saying you mean that. But I think what you really mean is completely jump over them, like like Sean White, like do a little move and tuck my tuck my legs and grab my grab like my Blake Griffin over the Kia, not Nate Robinson over whoever he dunked over that Shaq, or Dwight Howard, or was it Shaq, or was it both? I, I don't think remember. It, I can't remember. What a fall from grace Nate Robinson had. Literally, he fell. <laughs> yeah, on the guy. canvas. On the, hit the splat. canvas. Splat. Splat. Yeah, but. Back to basketball, I guess. Wait, what is your favorite basketball movie, though? There's a few that are up for number one spot. I mean, Love and Basketball is a fantastic film. Okay. I personally, I'm a huge fan of Coach Carter. Great. You're not going to get any pushback from me. Unbelievable. The basketball in that movie, high quality. Very. High caliber. Any movie with Channing Tatum in my book is solid at the minimum. Solid. Are you excited to see Dog Channing Tatum's new film? I'm sure it's. I'm not sponsoring that. I'm just. I'm not going to see it, but I'm sure it's solid. Channing Tatum and a dog on a on a car trip. Twenty one Jump Street. Great movie. 
that could be in the top 15 of comedies of the last 20 years. You know what? I rewatched Moneyball the other day. Excellent. Can we talk baseball a little bit? I, I honestly was going to bring in the baseball. Wanted- well, I was going to bring in the baseball comp because we were talking about super teams in the NFL, and I thought the most apt comparison was post-Oakland A season when Billy Bean brought in Pete, the savant, yeah. and changed their complete roster creation based off of analytics, and then every other team adapted that principle. Yes. And I thought that that was a more fitting comparison with the Rams creating their super team, and now every other team is building off of that same rubric. Just like basically the way the league works in a sense of adapting concepts. Okay, yeah, that that's that's a, that is an interesting comp. We'll get our we'll do our March Madness picks at the end because I want to do that real quickly and give ourselves a fresh start. But we should now that you've brought baseball up, touch on baseball really quickly. Trevor Story to the Red Sox to play second base. I'm stoked about that. Of course, yeah. I'm a little weary because he's a Colorado guy. We'll see how he translates outside of Coors Field. The Rockies neglect to trade story during the season. Couldn't tell you why. Don't re-sign Arenado or let him go. Trade him to the Cardinals. But they sign Chris Bryant, who can play third in outfield, but like is not as good of a third baseman as Arenado, and I don't think it's a question, to a massive deal when they're not in a position to compete. It was a complete jersey sale, ticket sale move. Bryant's got his ring, got his MVP. He's going to have a dope house. In Colorado, I guess, in Denver, and live life in the Mile High City. Correa goes to the Twins, which everyone's like trying to tell me that they're going to be dangerous. Like they're not going to be better than the White Sox. And quite frankly, if you look at the Guardians' pitching staff, I think they're and they, if the Guardians don't trade Jose Ramirez to the Blue Jays, which I pray now nightly that that won't be the case, then I don't think. I think again, it's almost as like they'll be a little more. They'll be more competitive than the Rockies, but it's also a ticket sales move. Some of these teams are just playing for a wild card spot. At I mean, this look, point, there's I've so known, many teams that get into the playoffs. It's not a bad idea. I didn't think the Giants were going to even sniff the playoffs last year, and they did. Dodgers bringing Freddie Freeman and that one two. Th- I'm trying to think of a one two three that I've seen that's been better, but I, like it's literally a perfect one two three two. Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Two of the best table setters ahead of one of the best pure hitters in baseball. And plus, both guys are a threat ahead of Freeman to go deep. Right. Especially Mookie. Like, and wh- steal base. I, I, one of them is automatically going to get on base, I feel like, every time you're going to have somebody on Turner. base. Turner. And if Turner's like, Turner gets on first, guess what? He's in second. Mookie is then a, a massive threat. Like Mookie is hitting behind Trey Turner and in front of Freddie Freeman. Like, how much more protection do you want for a top five player in baseball? Not to mention the rest of their lineup, too. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I'm glad the Red Sox responded to the Blue Jays making massive moves. The Yankees are in trouble, I think, but they do have a good roster as long as it's healthy. Voigt goes to the Padres in an underrated move, but they still need to do something, I feel. Um, and then, yeah, across the board, I mean, the Mets are in a good position. I'd like to think. I re- I don't know what the, it's going to come of the Rangers. Like, they have a great middle infield. They really do? They really do. But they almost got story as well to play third, which has been kind of chaotic. But I think a lot of interesting moves were made, and I think the most interesting one of them all is, is Correa going to the Twins. I did not see that coming at all. Just scratching your head a little bit. 
I don't. I, he has an opt out, I believe, after one year, so that makes a bit more sense. But I just am confused. Yeah, I'm confused across the board. Like quick baseball shout out. Yeah, Rangers pick Jack Leiter struck out the side in his first spring. He's going to be game. good. He's yeah. going to be really good. That's a he. He could be the savings grace for that franchise. You need an ace in baseball. All right, picks. Just a sweet sixteen. UNC UCLA. Who do you got? I'm picking UNC. I believe in this team. Okay. They're Saint, gonna. I'm. They're gonna end up in the final four. So St. Peter's, you have Purdue beating St. Peter's, and then you have UNC beating Purdue. Yes, That's I that. do. Okay. Perfect. What about you, dude? I'm gonna ride it with you. I think if Manic doesn't get kicked out of that game, that they they blow him out. I think they're 25 points. If Caleb had Caleb, he was Caleb was, was having a bad game. I think they're really complete. And they can shoot as well as Purdue, and they have a big to match up against Edie and Trevion Williams, which the Longhorns didn't have. I'll ride the Tar Heels with you. Top left, Gonzaga versus Arkansas. Yep. I think that's a pummeling job. Gonzaga's going to smack wipe them. the floor with them. Smack them. I think Memphis was a tough matchup for Gonzaga. Don't think that's the case for, for, for the Razorbacks. I think Duke versus Tech could end up being the best game of this whole section. Can Tech keep up offensively with Duke, or can they slow Duke down enough offensively to take them out of the game? Yep. I have Duke, and I think Gonzaga, I know they lost them early on, but I do think Gonzaga ends Coach K's career in the Elite Eight. So you have Gonzaga versus UNC, although if we had Duke-UNC, oh my God. You I'll gotta, take it. You'll you take that. Pray for I'm praying for I'm, that. I'm taking that. Yeah. Top right, Zona versus Houston. Mm-hmm. Michigan versus Nova. I think Nova ends Michigan's run, but that could be a really good game as well. Again, size matters with Dickinson. I don't know if the, the Wildcats necessarily have an answer, but I'll go with Nova, who I put a lot of money on betonline.ag a couple weeks ago to win the whole thing. And then I'm going to go with Houston over Arizona. And then I'll go with Villanova beating Houston. How about you? Yeah, I do like I like Houston. I'm a little wary of the pick because Ben Matherin is a he's a player. It's a stud. And Coloco is also really good in the paint. He had a double double uh, against TCU in a really gritty game. I think Houston's very well coached. Nice. And I think they win that game. I think they yeah, I agree. I think they play Villanova, but I think they get the best of them. Right on. And we'll give you our bottom right region. Just a few. We're the Charity Stripe, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Hit your free throws. We're the Charity Stripe. We're back. Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos. Follow us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter and or on Twitter at underscore Charity Stripe underscore. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, the number one podcast network for professionals. We left off with a cliffhanger. Especially professionals in the Midwest. Yes, we're in the Midwest region. Way to go. Nice segue, dude. Kansas versus Providence. Yeah. Josh, who you got? We're talking March Madness. We're rounding out our tourney I, picks here. I think Providence is, is, is tricky, but I'm going to go Kansas. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. Because you know what the kicker is? We've spoken about McCormick, McBaji, Braun, but no one talked about Remy Martin. He was like in the doghouse for like a lot of the season. But he was excellent at Arizona State, a massive transfer. He was like a he was like a wooden a wooden watch for Player of the Year to start, and he's starting to turn up in the tournament. 
and I think he's going to be the difference maker for the Jayhawks. And Jalen Wilson. And Jalen Wilson. I think they beat Providence, and I think they beat Iowa State in a big... I'm going Big 12 here. I think Kansas versus Villanova, Gonzaga versus UNC is my final four right now with, with, with what's remaining. Okay. How about you? And I have Kansas, the Houston Cougs, the Dukey Blue Devils, and UNC, the Tar Heels. Okay. That's good. I mean, Kansas-Houston's a great matchup. Kansas-Villanova is also a good matchup. I'm rooting for Coach K to go all the way, though. That's where I'm at with everything. Yeah, it would be really cool. I mean, I do think that it's a great narrative and well-deserved if Mark Few can go all the way and get this done. I mean, at some point, he's got to win. Last year was his best team he's ever had. This year is also... The personnel is fantastic. I don't know how much better his personnel can get and him not get the I mean, he can, he gets recruits now, but like after a while... Yeah, Chad Holmgren's going to be a top three pick. Yeah, at a, at a certain point, which... Is there any way that Matherin could come in and... Like if Matherin wins the whole thing for the Wildcats. Just light the world on fire. And and if it's Matherin versus Ivy in the finals. I would love to see that. And Boncaro knocks out Holmgren. Is there a way that Holmgren and Jabari Smith drop out of the top three or no? Go check. I, I, don't, I don't see Matherin jumping up that high. Okay. But I do think your call on Ivy, if he takes them all the way through the tournament and they win, sure. All right. We're the charity stripe. You got our final four. Houston, Kansas, Duke, and UNC for Toss. UNC, Gonzaga, Villanova, and Kansas for Josh. Follow us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. Hit your free throws. Why, Toss? Because they are free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.